0: Welcome to the Vital Dawn podcast for Thursday, January 27th. U.S. equity futures had been for sale earlier. They've since rebounded. So you have S&P futures up about three points. That's about seven basis points. Dow futures are essentially unchanged. You have NASDAQ futures up about 40 points. That's about 30 basis points. The major European indices saw selling out of the gate. They've since rebounded off their lows um, alongside U.S. equity futures. Major European indices are about... Flat to down 10 basis points, you're seeing outperformance in some of the big cyclical groups in Europe. So autos, banks, basic resources, and energy. You're seeing underperformance in areas like consumer staples, tech, telecom, um, and retail. And then Asia ended lower across the board. You have some pretty steep declines, uh, Japan, Hong Kong, mainland China, et cetera. So... In terms of incremental macro news since the US closed yesterday, there was none. You had a couple of economic numbers out um, around the world. None of them are terribly important. None of them are really shifting the narrative. Um, Obviously, markets are extraordinarily in flux right now. There is a ton of uncertainty, um, a ton of volatility. Most of the overnight macro commentary focused on the Fed, takeaways from the Fed. um, I have a big write-up in the piece this morning, so I won't spend too much time. But I think essentially... The language around rate hikes was a bit more hawkish during the press conference. So you have the market now this morning pricing in about five hikes in total. Um, You know Powell pretty much was as explicit as a Fed chairman can get in suggesting that the next summary of economic productions, the quote unquote dot plot um, that will be out in March, that will show at least four hikes for this year um, versus the prior one, which had three hikes. It's nearly guaranteed you're going to get the first hike at the March meeting. That's not really a surprise. Didn't really shed too much light on whether or not they would move, um, at least initially, in 25 or 50 basis point increments, um, and then also didn't provide a ton of color around will would, would if whether or not every meeting would be live as far as um, a potential, um, potential timing for a rate hike. But um, you know, I think the market went into yesterday pricing in about four hikes, and now moving that up to about five hikes. Um, Much more important is the balance sheet runoff process. That, I think, is what markets are really looking for clarity on. Um, Powell did not provide too much color other than suggesting that we will not have runoff start before the June meeting. So, you know, the Fed is starting to discuss the parameters for runoff. They provided a set of principles yesterday. Those principles really didn't um, differ much from the prior runoff process um, and also didn't shed a lot of clarity around pace of runoff timing of runoff and then the ultimate ending point of runoff when 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 the process will start, at what level of the balance sheet. So again, it looks like that won't start before June, um, but we're still waiting on kind of the pace of it, which is a critical um, piece of information for markets right now. and and so long as that stays um, uncertain, um, I think you're going to see markets kind of remain in flux. So you obviously now that the Fed meeting is over, you're going to kind of go back into the Fed speaker calendars. You'll have a lot of speakers over the coming days and weeks. Perhaps you'll see some hints out of those speakers around a pace for the Fed runoff. Um, but until you get more clarity on that front, um, like I said, I think markets are going to kind of remain in flux. Um so that's kind of the broader macro setup on the micro setup it, you had a ton of rings out last night you had a ton of rings out this morning in Europe I have summaries on all the big ones in the piece today um, you know just some of the quick highlights ticker NOW ticker XM in software both for solid so that's helping um, you know that's helping tech sentiment to an extent you had Bill Ackman come out and say that he's bought a huge stake in Netflix that's obviously helping that beleaguered stock AMD secured approval for the Xilinx deal in China, um, that's very positive for that deal. A lot of people have been waiting on that, um, so all that is encouraging for tech. On the flip side, guidance out of Intel, Lam Research, MKSI, and then especially out of Teradyne was all disappointing. Um, is down about twenty percent on back of its outlook. Um, so mixed evening in tech, um, and then you have Tesla, which the Q4 results were pretty positive, especially on the cash flow front. Um, you know, they did kind of reiterate a lot of their same commentary about how supply chains remain strained. That will uh, be a headwind for production this year, but they still plan on ramping production 50%. So Tesla in general was encouraging as far as Q4 is concerned. Um, the stock's really not doing a whole lot pre-market. Um, a lot more earnings out in the US, a lot more in Europe this morning. So take a look in the piece. I have details on everything. Um, so that's kind of the micro backdrop, none of the earnings reports, um, I would say really kind of shifting anyone's view of the world, um, as far as kind of just broader macro themes. Um, I do think though it's safe to say that, you know, we've come out of a multi-quarter cycle of upward earnings revisions for the S&P 500. I think that is coming to an end. Um, you're just not really, you're just not seeing the types of massive guidance increases, um, out of companies that you did before. Um, you're certainly seeing more signs of, um, you know, supply chain, softness, margin pressures, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, those are the two big headwinds now facing the market stimulus withdrawal, um, which is being a, which is acting as a headwind for multiples. And then, you know, EPS forecasts are not moving up. I don't think you necessarily need to slash EPS forecasts. Um, but you are, like I said, I think the cycle of upward revision certainly seems like it's going to come to an end. Um, on the calendar for today, you have Q4 US GDP. I know this gets is going to get a ton of media attention. I don't really think the market cares too much about it. It is not the best indicator of real-time economic activity. Um, you know, you're know, you talking about incorporating numbers going all the way back to October of last year. Um, so I think markets kind of are going to push it aside. You also get Q4 PCE. This is much more important. Um, you know, This is the Fed's preferred gauge of inflation. But again, that's kind of... Um, incorporating information going back to october tomorrow you get to december pce that will be uh, much more important for stocks um, as they try to get a handle on inflation trends Um, so i think today the focus will stay on earnings like i said you're gonna have a lot of attention on the 830 data but um, i don't think really a lot of investors are looking too closely at it more important though will be earnings so before the open you have blackstone comcast dow chemical hca Southwest Airlines, MasterCard, McDonald's, uh, Northrop Grumman, T-Row, Textron, and more. LVMH will report after the European close, so that's going to be around 11, 15, in the U.S. And then after the U.S. close, Apple is the big one. You also have um, Robinhood, Juniper, Clack, Mondelez, Visa, Western Digital, U.S. Steel, and others. So that is everything for today, Thursday, uh, January 27th. Thank you, everyone, for listening.